mom guilt. We all have it. Every single one of us. Well, let me clarify, every single good mother out there has mom guilt. But if you have a child with a disability, then you definitely are questioning, am I doing enough as their mother to help them lead the most successful life now and in the future? So we're talking about this today. So let's get started. Hey, Courageous Mom, I want you to know that you are so brave raising those children and giving everything you have for everything that they need. I've been there and understand what it's like to feel like you're lost, to feel tired, and so completely overwhelmed. Hi, I'm Tanya and an autism mom. This journey is not an easy one. It's been demanding and confusing, but it's also been massively life-changing in a great way and has brought me more joy and more laughs than I could ever imagine. You shouldn't walk alone, and that's why I felt called to create this community. Here you'll laugh, find joy, hear inspiring stories, along with support and some tough love to begin your journey back to you again. You have permission to take care of yourself, to go after your dreams, and to be happy and fulfilled every day, even on those tough ones. So let's do this journey together, gracefully, boldly, and courageously. I have lost count on how many times I have questioned whether I'm enough for my son and that I'm doing everything that I possibly can to help him lead a great life, a fulfilling life, and as well as hoping that someday he will be able to be independent because this is something that we definitely struggle with and some of his biggest goals of ours here at home and at school is to learn those everyday skills that we need to get along in this world. And he also needs a lot of work in the social skills area and just learning to strengthen his communication skills. So speech therapy, uh, as well as occupational therapy has been something that we have definitely been doing in the past. And on top of that all, he has also had ABA therapy. Now, the, again, this is all pre-COVID, but his schedule was maxed out. And he also was suggested for food therapy because he eats like five things and it really is a texture thing for him. So his doctor at Boston Children's Hospital had suggested that we try food food therapy. Now, I have heard great things come of it, and I'm absolutely not against it, but it was a matter of deciding whether we could fit that one more thing into his schedule. Because I have definitely noticed burnout with my son if his schedule is really full, which is very understandable because we as adults get exactly like that. And when you get to the point of burnout, it is no longer beneficial to them and is just now in added stress. Because with ABA therapy that was booked right after my son's 
full day of school, he would come home and the therapist would come here shortly after he got a quick half hour break. And his greeting to that therapist every single time was, why are you here? Please go home. So yes, my son is quite the welcoming committee if he is not thrilled to see you. So not only would his greeting not be warm and friendly, he would constantly be perseverating on knowing when the therapist was leaving. And so he was not focused on their session itself. He just kept looking and would always say, how many minutes until you leave? <laughs> but seriously, how many of us want to ask that sometimes? You know, he just, you gotta love his honesty. So once I started to realize that these sessions right after school, multiple days a week, was starting to weigh on him and completely become a nuisance and something that would irritate him and affect his mood later on and for the rest of the night. I decided to try to make some adjustments to his ABA schedule and we first attempted lengthening the break that he got. So we started the sessions an hour after he had gotten home. And so that added on to the end of the session. So now it was going a little bit later and that was not helping because he was now hungry even after a snack and he was just beat. He didn't want to do it. So then we decreased the amount of days that he had his ABA therapy. And that really, I think we just didn't hear, why are you here or here? When are you going home as much? But, but the benefit wasn't there as much as when he used to be more into the sessions and more responsive to any of the work that they were doing. So I had all the signs in front of me, but it was really hard for me to make the decision to stop the ABA therapy because we had waited so long to get him those services. And I'm sure many of you moms know that there are long wait lists and you have to think long and hard because if you decide to start Start up the services again, you'll have to get added to another waitlist and who knows how long until you get called for services. But the signs were there, like I said, and I needed to act fast because his mood in the evenings was just really causing a lot of stress in the home. So I made the tough decision, obviously along with my husband, and we decided that we were going to stop the ABA services after school, and we were going to do more of the social stuff. And we are very fortunate that we live in a great city that has a lot of options as far as recreation for my son. And so we signed him up for basketball because they had an adaptive basketball program. And he also signed up for the Challenger Baseball, which was on the weekends. And in the winter months, on Sundays, he would go to Challenger Hockey. So he had those things going on. And the basketball was one weeknight after school. And the other big thing was making sure that we got him signed up for a social skills group that was outside of school and was run by professional 
professionals in the field. And it was a great thing for him. And he really did enjoy it. Now, of course, we cannot wait for him to go back to it because we really see the impact that it made because he really enjoyed going. So we got to see that making the decision to stop the ABA that wasn't really beneficial after a certain point with him because he was completely burnt out and focusing on the social piece and making sure that he was getting involved in other programs that would really help to support him and that social skills group, we really did see a difference in his mood. He was no longer agitated on weeknights and he just was in better spirits and we weren't arguing. The house was a happier place. So I know that it's a big decision to decide what you should be focusing on with your child. But I think the key is just to set small goals. You cannot tackle it all. And that is what I had come to realize. Because when you try to tackle it all, you are stressing out your child as well as yourself. And we all know that our children may not be able to communicate as well as we would love them to because it would obviously make it easier for us to know exactly what they want and need. But we have to really take the time to get to see how their actions are speaking to us. Because when they aren't so great at communicating, they definitely might not be able to communicate verbally as well, but they are communicating through their actions. And my son's meltdowns and bursts of anger at night were definitely related to his overwhelming schedule. And I can't fault him for that because when I am overwhelmed, I become very snappy (laughs) as much as I would love to. tell you that I am always cool, calm, and collected. That is not the case when I'm feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. And so we have to keep that in mind. I know as parents, we want to do the best for our children. We want to make sure that they are constantly being trained. And and that is exhausting for us but also for our children, because it's like we're always looking for the opportunity to have them learn something, to improve their skills. And we have to remember that they also need to be children too. And it's so hard. I get it. Because we are also comparing ourselves. We're comparing our children to other children. And for me, I've absolutely done the comparison game when it comes to other children on the spectrum. Now, hold up before you think that I am a complete monster. Let me explain. It's more a comparison of me as a mom. And that's where that whole mom guilt comes in. Because I'm wondering if my son isn't doing as well as another child, is it because I'm doing enough? Is it because I'm not doing enough, I should say? Is it my fault? I'm always there ready to take the blame that all of this is somehow something I'm not doing. And that leads to thinking that I'm not enough. And obviously also questioning God as to am I the best mom for this kid to be the best that he can be? Am I helping him? Is he happy? And all of the above. 
And I know that you are probably asking these same exact questions and wondering if you are enough, if you're doing enough. And I want to tell you that you most certainly are. Set the small goals. Shut out what else is going around you and who is doing what. And I know it's so easy to get caught up, especially with social media. And if you go on Instagram or Facebook, it really is so easy to fall into that trap because I am 100% guilty of it. But I know that no one knows my son better than me and no one loves my son more than I love him. But he is his own person and I cannot compare him to another child that is on the spectrum because as as we have heard before, if you've met one child with autism, you've met one child with autism because everyone is different. No child presents the same. Everyone has different strengths and different weaknesses. And comparing myself to another mother because I think that her child is advancing more than my son is absolutely ridiculous and just a complete waste of my time. There are so many other things. I could be doing with that time if I just got off of social media and wasn't torturing myself. I could probably just sit, relax, watch a funny show, but no, sometimes I love to torture myself with that. But I think we have to trust the timing and we have to listen to our children. We have to really pay attention to how they're responding to their therapies. And another example is my son was doing the whole telehealth when COVID first started and I saw that it was not working out at all. There was an increase in his angry outbursts and I was I was absolutely scared because I didn't know what was happening with this whole pandemic and here we are a year later. I mean can you even believe this? We are a year later and my son has not had any kind of therapy outside of the hybrid model of school that we have going on that I am extremely grateful for, but obviously he needs a lot more. And I had to make the decision to just stop the telehealth because he was not getting anything out of it. And I am not saying that someone else's child may not get something out of it, but I'm talking about my son and me seeing what was working for him. And that telehealth session was only getting him more agitated for his next day of online school, which is just awful in itself. But he has to do the school thing. So if one has to go, it has to be the telehealth. And that was my decision. So it may be working for your child, but I'm trying to make the point that for my son, although I was giving up therapy for... <laughs> What is now a year, I made the choice because I saw that it was agitating him. And there are some things as his mom that I know that I will push on and I can push him and it will be fine. But there are some things that I know that if I push, nothing good will come out of it. And this was one of those situations. And yes, I, I am fearful of time lost, but I know that I am not in this boat alone and neither are you. All 
all of our children have been out of routine for a year now. And we're not quite sure when things will go back to the way they were and when our children will start to get the services that they need. But right now we are all in the same boat. So whether your child is neurotypical or has a disability, they have all been out of the social scene and school and not getting the full picture of what a school year is like because many are home or doing the hybrid thing. And if you're beating yourself up because yes, we have been home now for a year and you're thinking that somehow, some way you should be incorporating some sort of therapy within your house, I'm just going to say that please stop being so hard on yourself. I get it. When this all started, I told myself I was going to do many things with him and incorporate all these life skills and we're going to do speech therapy and work on his pragmatics and play games so that we are increasing his social skills and opportunities that he's not getting right now. And you know what I did? None of that. Now, of course, I am working with him as best as I can to get his schoolwork done. But outside of that, I'm, I'm just trying to survive this crazy craziness. And that's all that you need to do too. Outside of work and trying to be mom to both of my children because they both need me and making sure that he is doing all of his work and assignments and staying on top of the house and adopting a second dog and just trying to unwind and not have a mental breakdown. I had to let something go and it was those crazy expectations that I was putting on myself that I had to now step up in all that he was not getting so that I could make sure that he was not going to lose out or digress. And in the short time that I put that pressure on myself, I was absolutely miserable. And I assure you, my family does not enjoy me miserable. And I'm sure that your family appreciates when you're not so completely miserable as well. So stop putting all the stress on you. Stop putting the pressure and these insane expectations that you're putting on yourself. And I don't care what anyone else is doing. Know that you are enough just as you are and that we're all just struggling to get through this. And that being a mom to a child with special needs is definitely more complicated in these trying times where our children are not getting the services that they need. And we really need to be so much more than just mom to them. So if you're there and you're sitting by them and helping them with assignments or with staying focused for what they are able to do during remote schooling and you're doing that, then you're amazing because that is not easy because you're doing everything else that you used to do on top of that. And you're constantly juggling. I miss the days when I could just do one thing at a time. Not that that was <laughs> very common, but if the kids were at school, remember those days when they would go to school and you could actually just focus on work? <laughs> I miss those days. Granted, when my children were much younger and not in school, I was back where I'm at 
now, which is constantly always playing two roles with working and being mom. And we all know that being mom is the hardest job on the planet and more than a full-time position as far as hours go. You don't clock out, so it's exhausting. So cut yourself some slack. Because honestly, you are doing an incredible job with your children. You're not expected to do it all. So stop the comparison, tackle one goal at a time, and make sure that you are trusting in God and the timing of it all. If it's not working out with therapies right now, it's okay. But you have to trust God that he knew exactly what he was doing when he made you your child's mom. And on the days when I am seriously doubting that I am the right mom, that I am good enough. I really have to remind myself that I was chosen for a reason. And I still <laughs> some days don't understand. But I do know that I've got this because God's got me. And I know he has you. And I know that you've got this. So just know that I see you. I get you. And I've got you. If you need encouragement and support, then I hope that you'll reach out because I am not an expert a medical professional, but I am just a mom that gets it. So if you're searching for a community that offers encouragement and support and some laughs along the way, then please search us up on Facebook groups, the Courageously Mom community, and I hope you join us because I'm trying to build community in there so that we can lean on each other in the good times and bad. And until next time, I am sending you so much love and reminding you that you've got this. Hey there, me again. One more thing before you go. Thank you so much for listening to the Courageously Mom podcast. I hope you come back to hear some more. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review.